From the Financial Times in New York, I'm John Paul Rathbone, and this is FT News. You've certainly heard of the Lava Jato corruption probe in Brazil, which has seen several high-ranking politicians and businessmen sent to jail. You've also heard of Zika, the virus born by the mosquito. But there is another probe in Brazil called Zelotes, which promises perhaps to be even more revolutionary and upsetting than the Lava Jato probe. Joining me via Skype from Sao Paulo is Samantha Pearson. Hi, Sam. Hi, JP. How are you? Good, good. So, Sam, perhaps you could just explain a little bit about what is the Zelotes corruption probe and its scope? Certainly, yes. As you pointed out, this has really been called in Brazil, Brazil's other corruption scandal, because it's been uh, more or less overshadowed by the huge um, bribery and kickback scheme at Petrobras, the Lava Jato investigation. Um, so this this operation is called Zelotes in Portuguese or Zealots in English. Um, it's essentially an investigation into a nationwide tax evasion scheme um, that investigators believe was an operation for decades in Brazil. Involves some of uh, Brazil's biggest companies, its biggest banks, um, foreign companies. Um, however, because of legal rules, um, they're not allowed to tell us exactly which companies, although some names have, have leaked um, in the press. It centers around a government body in Brazil called CAF, um, which is part of the finance ministry. So, for example, imagine a steelmaker. A steelmaker creates a corporate structure to reduce its tax bill. Then the tax authorities in Brazil challenge it and say, no, what you did um, here was was incorrect. You misinterpreted the law. I mean, in fact, you owe us more tax than you paid. Um, so this company can then appeal this decision. They can either go to the courts directly and appeal this decision or they can go to this body called CAF, where they either get a favourable um, or not a favourable decision. So allegedly, in this case, they paid lawyers, which would set up kind of shell companies, to get them favourable decisions at the CAF body, which would then save them billions of dollars in, in taxes. Prosecutors believe it was at least, in total, um, the investigation covers at least 19 billion reais, which is about $6 billion. Now, just to give a sort of comparative scale of that, the Lava Jato probe, covers estimated corruption of $3 billion. So this is potentially almost twice as much. And Joseph Safra, Brazil's second richest man and the world's wealthiest banker, has been um, charged for involvement in Zoloches. And Mitsubishi Motors' local distribution company has also been involved. Do we have a sense of how many Brazilian companies, roughly, banks and multinationals might have participated in this program and be implicated? I went to see one of the the only two prosecutors that are actually working on this case in Brazil last week, um, and he told me that he believes there are more than 70 companies involved. Um, so their, their investigations cover about 70, 75 um, companies, including foreign companies. Um, in fact, he, he actually said um, this investigation could be even bigger if they had had more cooperation from the local judge in Brasilia. And I mean, so it could potentially escalate if, if the judge's cooperate more with the, with the local prosecutors. The independence of the Brazilian judiciary has been one of the striking features of the Lava Jato probe, and I want to come back to that. But Lava Jato, which was essentially uh, involves kickbacks at Petrobras to politicians, at its root cause perhaps lies Brazil's political uh, arrangements where there's a highly fragmented political system and, and, and the government has to cut deals with parties to get them on board the coalition, and that involves all often patronage and transfer of money. So it was Brazil's political system and lax oversight that led to the, the Lava Jato corruption probe at Petrobras. What's 
at the core of the um, Zelotes probe? What is the core Brazilian feature that has led to this kind of complicated, in fact, mind-boggling tax clawback system? Is it is it is it Brazil's legal intricacies and, and famously complicated tax system? Exactly. I think you're right there. Uh, Lava Jato really pointed to structural problems in the political uh, scenario in Brazil. This, I think, points to structural problems in the business uh, structures in Brazil. The fact that Brazil is one of the most complicated tax systems in the world um, really breeds corruption. It, it's a vicious cycle because if Brazilian laws weren't, tax laws weren't so complicated, CAF wouldn't have so much work because there wouldn't be so many questions over whether a tax was legal or whether it was not legal. Um, so really, as I said, this is a vicious circle because these rules um, are so complicated, partly because people make a lot of money through corruption by them being complicated, which means that actually simplifying the system, although it may sound uh, possible from, uh, from outside Brazil, once you realise the interest, the vested interest involved in, in this chain of, of, um, of taxes, of legal decisions, you realise how, how difficult it is actually to change the system. That's fascinating. So in Lava Jato, the pushback and the resistance is to a large part from the political community in Brasilia. But what's been interesting is how much resources um, have been devoted to the judiciary to pursue the investigation. And now you mentioned the Zelotes, on the other hand, has only, even though it's got potentially larger ramifications, although not necessarily political, has only got two um, people working on it. And I can imagine they're up against some of the best lawyers in Brazil and must feel quite overwhelmed. Exactly. I think in general, this investigation, just like the Lava Jato investigation, is a positive sign. Um, these things look very bad for Brazil, but it's just saying that they're a sign of progress, a sign of maturity of the federal police, the prosecution service and other institutions. However, in this case, it is a little different because, um, as you said, there are only two prosecutors working on this case. More importantly, um, as I mentioned before, they had some problems with the local judge in Brasilia. Um, so as part of the police investigation, um, they requested permission to listen into suspects' telephone calls, um, which is pretty normal in Brazil. It happens in a lot of the drug trafficking investigations. However, the judge only allowed them to do this for, I think it was two months, which is a relatively small amount of time. So this is what I was saying earlier. The prosecutor believes that if he'd been given, say, six months to listen into conversations, he would have got a huge, you know, a lot more information. Many more companies would have been involved. Many more companies would be would be being investigated. Um, and he said, actually, the, the problem really, I mean, he, he was a little bit cautious about making this point. But he said, listen, I'm, I'm in Brasilia here. You know, it's only a 10 minute taxi ride to, to the center of power of Brazil. It's only, you know, these these are the most powerful people in Brazil. And actually, they do have still a, a, a tight hold over over the judiciary, even though there has been some progress. That kind of counters the narrative of, of the institutional strength of the judiciary in Brazil that we've seen in the Lava Jato. What, what could be the repercussions of Zelotes if it goes all the way? Well, so I think one of the big pieces of news that we're looking for is about Guido Montega. He was Brazil's longest serving finance minister. He's probably the most high profile politician involved in all of this. Um, when I spoke to the prosecutor last week, he was pretty confident that he, he's got enough evidence or he will soon have enough evidence to press formal charges against Guido Montego, which would be which would be huge, huge news, I think, in Brazil. Um, obviously, then that would go to the courts. And it's a very long process. I spoke to a lawyer yesterday about a separate issue, and he said, the investigations and, and, and cases like this start in Brazil, but they never really end. 
which I think is true because in Brazil you have four different levels of appeal. So these these cases can go on for years and years and years. I think the jury the jury's out on this one slightly. The the prosecutor also I, I don't know how valid his point is, but the prosecutor was saying that um, he's worried that the, the local media in Brazil are also not paying enough attention to this investigation. Um, he suspects um, that it's because some of these companies who are involved actually huge advertisers for, for local media in Brazil. Um, as I say, I, I don't know how valid this is. It's a common complaint. So an incredible coming together of interest. But we have already seen Joseph Safra, Brazil's second richest man, charged. Possible charges against the former finance minister, Guido Manchiga. Even if these cases never kind of reach fruition, is there a sense that just the fact that Zelotis is going ahead could change the way business is done in Brazil in the same way there is, a, there is an optimistic sense sometimes that the Lava Jata could change the way that politics is done in Brazil? I think, you're, I think you're right. I think at least this is going to make people a lot more nervous about doing incorrect things. I think, as, as I mentioned in the story, um, I spoke to a couple of uh, tax lawyers and, and a, an academic. Um, they all said that this, gra- this, this kind of corruption scheme, um, it also happens at the state level in Brazil and it happens at the city level in Brazil because there's three different kind of administrative levels in Brazil. Um, so I think if I, if, I was, um, if I was a small company in Sao Paulo right now involved in this kind of corruption scheme in, on, the, on the state level, I would be a lot more nervous now about, about um, doing, doing these kind of things. It's a step forward, certainly, for Brazil. Thanks, Samantha. And you can read the full story at ft.com. 